Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. Summer is coming to a close. We're starting to see some leaves on the ground. It's finally not insanely humid out. Kids are going back to school. I am not going back to school, which always makes me a little wistful. But there is one thing I hold on to in terms of a fall tradition that I appreciate, and that is fall TV. So we are going to have a conversation with TV critic Margaret Lyons about what to get excited for in the coming months. Margaret Lyons used to be a TV critic for Vulture, which is New York Magazine's pop culture section. If you are not reading Vulture, you absolutely should be. Margaret now works for The New York Times. Think about it. This is like a very highly respected journalistic institution. And Margaret gets paid to watch TV and then write about it. This is amazing. We are so excited to talk to her. So without further ado, let us talk about fall television. So you sent me an email earlier today that said you thought the scene was pretty bleak in terms of (laughs) new shows coming up this fall. But I wonder, are there a couple of shows that have kind of like risen above the rest that you are excited about this fall? I mean, in terms of network pilots... The answer is not really. I think probably the one I'm most excited about, and to be clear, they have not sent screeners of this one, so so I haven't seen this yet, but I am personally excited about Murphy Brown. That was oh. a show I liked a lot when it was on, and it sort of does seem like it has like the most like direct sort of path to its revival. And so for it to have like, you know, the same cast and the same creative team, it's like, okay, well, it'll probably be like Murphy Brown. Remember when Walter Cronkite was the most trusted man in America? Now you've got a bunch of talking heads with no journalistic cred who think Yitzhak Rabin was a judge on Project Runway. It was time to come back with a new show. Pat Patel here, new guy. And so I'm excited about that. But otherwise, it's kind of, it's not a great year at networks. Okay, so let's branch out from networks then. (laughs) What else do we have out there? I mean, I think especially for streaming platforms, particularly Hulu and Netflix, you know, the fall TV calendar is not like a relevant metric for them. So, hmm. you know, Netflix or or Hulu or Amazon, they're putting out originals year round. That's um, a really interesting point that I hadn't thought of. Yeah. So they're not sort of competing on that same September to May mm-hmm. um, calendar. So the significance of fall TV has abated and continues to abate. So is what you're saying that like this entire episode is just based on a false premise? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I mean, I think the truth is like we all still think of like fall TV as a premise. Um, You know, I'm sure EW is putting out a fall TV issue. Like like, fall TV is still a thing. Um, And obviously like the streaming platforms are extremely aware of it. No, of course, this is a perfectly cromulent setup for an episode of a podcast. (laughs) Plus 100 points for using the word cromulent. (laughs) Thank you. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. Yeah! Embiggens? Hmm. 
I never heard that word before I moved to Springfield. I don't know why. It's a perfectly cromulent word. So I definitely want to talk to you about returning network shows and just shows in general. But in terms of new shows, I do have a couple of questions for you, one of which is about kidding. Mm -hmm. So this is the show starring Jim Carrey, and he plays sort of like a Mr. Rogers-ish person and has kind of like a public breakdown, right? It's the part of you that no one can see. But you know it's there, and I do too. That's the part of you that no one can take away. Because that's the part of you that's really you. You see, the stuff I like about you isn't the stuff on the outside. What I like about you is the other stuff. The inside stuff. Have you seen screeners of this at all? Yeah, I've seen the first two episodes. So what do you think? I'm so curious about it. Um, it is not for me. <laughs> um, it's like very accomplished in a bunch of ways, but it was the most depressing pilot I think I've ever seen. And I've seen like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pilots. Um, <laughs> it was just like unbelievably depressing. It took me three tries to get through the first episode. Oh, and my I gosh. Barely, like I only watched the second for work. Like I would never have continued to watch the show. Huh. Um, his character, one of his twin sons has died. And he's, of course, racked with grief. And it's sort of messing with his ability to kind of like continue his life, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and he has like sort of a meltdown, but he's also separating from his wife. And it just it, – it was so unbelievably depressing. And obviously his character is dealing with a tremendous amount of grief, as is his estranged wife, as is surviving son. But, you know, all of the other characters are equally depressed who are not part of that family who's grieving. And it's just – there was sort of so little um, air in the show. I just – I found it wow. like really, really challenging. That said, of course, it's like very poetic and beautiful and interesting. And Michelle Gondry directed – Oh, um, wow. I think the first two episodes, so there is something very like stylish about it. But in all the moments where it kind of backs off this catastrophic sense of despair, there then it just kind of feels like an episode of the early seasons of Weeds in terms of just like, oh, a Showtime show where, huh. um, you know, it's a little risque, but not really for any reason. That is really interesting. I mean, the performances are great, but it just okay. it was when I was like, oh, do you want to spend half an hour feeling this? And I was like, mm, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's one more new show I want to talk about just a little bit because I can't figure out what it actually is. And that's Maniac. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we don't know either yet, really. But that's certainly an extremely intriguing item on the sort of coming up, like on the calendar is like, ooh, that will be interesting. Like good or bad, it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah. So we actually have a clip that we can play of from from the trailer of Maniac. So this is starring Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. And apparently it's a dark comedy. It seems kind of like maybe sci-fi-ish, too. And um, the Jonah and Emma play two strangers who are in an experimental drug trial. And in this trailer, they're being interviewed by a doctor. Do you know where you are right now? I'm in a drug trial. What do you think is wrong with you? I'm sick. But I don't matter. What would you say this trial is showing you about yourself? Is this therapy now? It's not therapy. It's science. Once you begin to appreciate the structure of the mind, there's no reason to believe that anything about us can't be changed. Pain can be destroyed. The mind can be solved. 
what do you think is wrong with you? That might be like the most terrifying question anyone could ever ask anyone, don't you think? (laughs) I don't get where the comedy comes into that, but I guess we'll just see, huh? That's Kari Fukunaga, right? Yes, totally. Yeah, so he directed um, season one of True Detective, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, sort of thinking about what was interesting about that season, which, you know, is not a show I particularly liked. But (laughs) But was much better than season two. (laughs) Oh, sure, right. And I think that sort of speaks to, like, how big a role... um, Kari Fukunaga played and how how essential his direction was in creating sort of like the whole like mood and identity of the show and really elevating it past some sort of like weak plotting and and characters to to create like such an intense mood mm-hmm. and then to see that sort of that skill set you know dropped into sort of like a strange like mind <laughs> bending like <laughs> you know sort of the the aesthetics of the show look very sort of like 70s sci-fi in some yeah. ways I'm extremely curious about, you know, obviously the story and stuff, but also the visual style and how, you know, he's like a very lyrical director. It can be very flowing and you sort of don't usually associate sci-fi with that kind of like legato pacing. And Uh I'm curious. As are we. So what about shows that are coming back? Yeah, the, probably the most exciting show I watched for, that's coming up in September is season five of BoJack Horseman. It's like such an artistic show in addition to being very funny, which it is. There's also just a lot of, um, you know, like really intense investigation of like the nature of the human mind and like how you become bad and what it means to apologize and, you know, the, those kinds of like big, serious, mm-hmm. tough questions. Um, and then to do it in such like a silly um, ridiculous, often slapstick way is, I think, quite a feat. You haven't seen any extra chickens running around, have you? No, I don't think so. Who's this? Uh, this is my, uh, my, my wife. Becca! Becca, yeah, my wife Becca. Becca Chavez. Okay. There she is. Yep, she loves her books. Big reader. <laughs> Real nerd. Becca! Back off. Okay. I'm sorry, honey. Hold on. If you're really a nerd, who's your favorite Baroque composer? Bach. Bach? Not Vivaldi? You're insane. Another one I'm very excited to see coming back is The Good Place. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Me too. And also season two is now streaming. If anybody wants to yes, catch up, you which is very now important. You yes. have no excuses <laughs> not to be ready for the season three premiere on September 27th. Yes. I'm, I'm really excited. That's a show that, you know, I think really is full of surprises and I remember at the end of season one being completely astounded oh my god me too uh, and so we'll keep it spoiler free for anybody who hasn't watched yet but you know the end of season one really made it really really clear that the show sort of came to play you know that that there was not there was like no kind of narrative laziness or sort of coasting that was ever going to happen season two I thought was fantastic and then um at the end of season two, it also had this big, like, now we're going to do this other thing. And sort of to have the show sort of be that um, inventive while still maintaining the sort of mythology and integrity of what it is and who it is and who it's about and what it's about um, is is completely, you know, it's always really exciting to see, like, a show that is, you know, working hard. You know, it's not just jokes. For sure. Oh, God, it's brilliant. It's so good. Let's just get some information first. We'll ask Janet. Hey, Janet. Hi there. How can I help you? What the fork? Who are you? I'm Janet. I'm the informational assistant here in The Good Place. She's like this walking database. You can ask her about the creation of the universe or history. Oh, there was a guy who lived in Avondale, Arizona around 2002. His name was Kevin Peltonic. Is he gay? No. Really? Huh. 
I guess he just didn't want to have sex with me. That's correct. Well, that's fine. I wasn't that into him anyway. Yes, you were. (laughs) After the break, we find out how many hours a week of TV Margaret Lyons watches. You know, I probably watch like 70-ish hours of TV a week. Wow, that's so amazing. (laughs) It's really fun and it beats working. It's more than a full-time job. You're listening to Nerdette. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Margaret, your job as a television critic seems really cool. How did you actually get it? Sure. Um, I started writing a TV column for my college newspaper my senior year of college. I had been home over the summer and was reading an issue of Time Out New York and was reading the TV section. And I was like, I could do that. And when I got back to college, I started a TV column. And then, you know, six months after I graduated from college, I was the TV critic at Time Out Chicago and, uh, you know, was really lucky, was in the right place at the right time. And it sort of just went from there. And you also worked really hard and deserved every bit of goodness <laughs> that you got. I did work really hard, but there's, you know, when I was starting out, you know, I became a professional TV critic in 2005. The truth is that, like, my industry has grown up oh, around God. me. Yeah. Um, you know, that at that point, I think if you asked someone, you know, on the street, like, could you name a TV critic? I, I, I don't think people could. And I think now that's different. And, you know, this is sort of pre mm-hmm. – it's like a very, very, very different – like atmosphere and and field now than it was then. So in addition to being, you know, I, yeah, I think I'm pretty good at what I do, but I also really was. It was just like an extremely lucky set of circumstances. Yeah, I definitely appreciate your nod to luck. I just always, especially when ladies <laughs> say that, just want to be like, but you're also really good at your job, and that counts for something too. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So going back to fall TV for just a second, though, I wonder, are there any shows that you're, like, embarrassed to admit that you love? You know, like, any guilty pleasures? Sure. So I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Like, if no one's being harmed, like, pleasure is pleasure. And so if there's stuff that you like to watch, you should just go ahead and, like, watching that. And anyone who would give you a hard time about that, like, I like, don't apologize for things that you um, enjoy, you know, especially for stuff that that certainly isn't. Um, making the world worse or causing harm to anybody. So, like, if you want to watch Flora Bama Shore, you know, sit by me. Uh, I, I won't. <laughs> I, I have you to know, say, I, I have <laughs> never heard of that. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> Is it? It's, like, sort of. Uh, it's sort of like Jersey Shore. So if you don't like that kind of stuff, you're not going to oh, like this. But yeah, uh, no. it's, um, you know, it's pretty, uh, I would say, probably pretty lowbrow. <laughs> And you know what, Nilsa down, Nilsa down there being friendly to everybody when I'm mad is pissing me off. There you go. I'm just trying to go out tonight. Can we just drop the whole toothpaste thing? Yeah, somebody squirted all my toothpaste out on the floor. Not for real, Nilsa. I'm mad at a about it. Don't 
be trying to be friendly and make amends with everybody else. If you my friend, then you my friend. And I'm your friend. Y'all both should not be talking to each other like that. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit right what? now, man. You know, you can't. You can't only watch David Simon shows, you know, you got to eat a balanced <laughs> of course, breakfast. For sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. For years, though, every man would say, oh, you know what my guilty pleasure is? Gossip Girl. Like, for really? years. Like, oh. Yeah, it's like there were all of these, like, grown men who loved oh Gossip my God. Girl, which is correct. Like, it was a really fun show, but felt like they did not live in a society that would accept that love. Um, That's so amazing. I felt very bad for all of them. I just am so excited. I have to. So I've been rewatching Gossip Girl. Once I finished Friday Night Lights, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch Gossip Girl. I hadn't watched <laughs> it since it originally came out. And I'm like, just starting season six. I can't decide if I should keep oh. going or if I should just give up because it's mm, such trash. I would just give up. Okay. And then just watch Thank the finale you. just to like sort of have the closure. Oh, maybe that's, yeah, that's um, really good advice. But if you like that, I bet you'll like the show that's coming up on, um, it comes out on Lifetime on Sunday. It's you? Called you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I watched so the first weird. five episodes. I'm obsessed with it. Oh, good. It's, okay. I'm so, in. like, it's, you know, it's pretty, um, it, it's quite dark and it does involve a lot of um, stalking and right. uh, there's violent crimes, you know, like it's it's sort of in like a almost Dexter vein. Yeah, like not, an obsession not, not gone that, too far. Um, certainly not that bloody or gory, but in that, <laughs> like, it's, you know, heavily narrated in the voice of somebody who who is quite disturbed. But I, you know, I also found it, like, pretty funny and pretty subversive. And it has that very, like, in, in addition to starring um, Pam Badgley, it does also have Dan that. Dan Humphrey from yes, Gossip Girl. Uh, it does have that real, like, sort of wink-wink stuff about New York City that I think Gossip Girl did really, really well. Okay. Um, and, and the show also does it quite well. Well, hello there. Who are you? Based on your vibe, student. Your blouse is loose. You're not here to be ogled, but those bracelets, they jangle. You like a little attention. Okay. I bite. You search the books, uh, fiction, F through K. Now, you're not the standard insecure nymph hunting for Faulkner you'll never finish. Too sun-kissed for Stephen King, who will you buy? You sound apologetic. Like you're embarrassed to be a good girl, and you murmur your first word to me. Hello. Do you work here? I Fine. I love it. Okay, it's that's quite. It's really like it's juicy. You know, there's like a. It's pretty fun. Okay, like I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't steer you wrong. I think I appreciate like that advice very much. <laughs> so I feel like this wouldn't be a nerdy podcast without my mentioning just for at least a moment about Doctor Who. Yeah. And the fact that for the first time ever, we're about to have a female doctor, which is very exciting. Yes, that show returns in um, October. Yeah, people are pretty excited. I've, you know, I think like a lot of people have gone through like ups and downs around Doctor Who. Yeah, totally. Um, it was never one of my like passion shows, but there's definitely phases where like, yay, Doctor Who. And then phases <laughs> where like, oh, this old shit again. Like, it, you know, it's sort of the same. Yes. Um, the, a lot and, of creature feature style. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, tens of dollars were spent on some of these special effects. Um, <laughs> but uh, I am very curious to see this new iteration and, and, bracing myself for the sort of onslaught of misogyny that I know comes with being alive as a woman. But <sighs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely on edge about that, but very curious to see, you know, I think Doctor Who, I think the sort of the revival of the franchise um, a couple of years ago, or at this point, several years ago, mm-hmm. like is itself due for another, not just a new doctor, but sort of like a, a real 
you know, spring cleaning. Yeah, I'm very excited about that one. I think, yeah, I think it's just going to be great. It's funny because I hadn't gotten to the point of dread yet until you just mentioned it. And I'm like, oh, oh sorry. You're right. <laughs> ah, yeah. the patriarchy. <laughs> Maybe we'll be lucky. How much TV do you think you watch in a given week? A ton. I mean, you know, if you think about how much TV people watch sort of like at home, you might watch TV from like primetime to late night or whatever. Yeah. But then I also watch – so I watch like that amount of TV like anybody else. But I also – you know, I watch TV at work. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> do you ever get annoyed though? I mean as a TV critic when people are like, oh, so you just get to watch TV all the time. Like um, there is more to it than that obviously. Sure. Usually people are like, oh, do you get you get paid to watch TV? And it's like, actually, I get paid to write about it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the truth is, like, I do have a very fun job. It is as fun as it sounds. It is, like, it is something I enjoy. And the truth is, like, would probably do something like it, whether or not it was my career. So, you know, it, it would be pretty ungracious to be like, ugh, it's just another day. It's like, no, <laughs> it is fun. And I do feel very lucky. And obviously, it's sort of a complicated era for for journalists and, you know, watching sort of publications go under and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you know, I've certainly been laid off before. So I feel like not just that like my job is fun and cool, but, you know, grateful and, you know, proud to be in a union and, and glad that um, – that, like, my employment options have stabilized. Um, <laughs> so when people, you know, ask, like, oh, that must be so fun or, like, oh, I wish I had that job. It's like, yeah, it is really fun. And, yeah, you do like, wish it's sort that. Of a, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it probably isn't for everybody, but it certainly is for me. Oh, that's a beautiful way of putting it. <laughs> well, on that delightful note, Margaret, <laughs> thank you very much for talking with me. This was really fun. This was really fun for me, too. I look forward to weeping over Jane the Virgin with you in several months. <laughs> yes. Margaret Lyons, TV critic for The New York Times. What a delightful human she is. There is a lot of TV out there. I think the hardest part is figuring out what's actually good. I've been telling people that I accidentally watched all of Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, which, like, obviously it wasn't that accidental because I clicked play approximately eight times. But, I mean, I don't know. It's not great, but it wasn't terrible. Like, I wasn't hate-watching it. But I wasn't love watching it either. I did get a lot of knitting done for what it's worth. So I don't know how much of a recommendation that is, but there you go. Give it a shot if you want. It's Jim Halpert. He's a spy. Oh, good. And then we can put a clip in from The Office. Fact. Bears eat beets. Bears. Beets. Battlestar Galactica. Bears do not... What is going on? But really, guys, let's be honest. Fall TV at this point is just stuff to watch until Jane the Virgin comes back in approximately January. So let's all just gear up for that, shall we? All right, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. This is Nerdette. Instead of saying, do your homework, I'm going to tell you to just go watch some TV. Maybe learn to knit. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Tan Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.